Okay, so thank you. Uh, welcome to Positive Masterminds. I'm your show host, Melody Johnson. Thanks for tuning in today. Another amazing day, another amazing podcast. We'll also be uh, streaming this on YouTube. So be sure to check out our Facebook page at Positive Masterminds. Well, today we have a special guest, guys. I'm so excited. <laughs> so we have a keynote speaker, a hypnotist, and a best-selling author of Unhypnotic and Entertainer. We have Dr. Steve Taubman. Dr. Steve Taubman, welcome to our show. Thank you for coming. Thanks for having me, Melody. What a pleasure. Uh, I, I've really enjoyed the uh, the the brief time we've known each other. It's been fun, you know, meeting you and uh, having you share some of the information that I've been out there putting into the world. So thanks for being an advocate for personal development. Oh, yes, yes. I'm, I'm all about that. And this is kind of what this show is based on, um, to help people to bring out the best in them. Um, and sometimes pe there's so much information out there, it's hard to sort through what is real true information that could help with personal development. And I came upon your book and mm -hmm. I absolutely loved it and felt like it was a, uh, it was definitely something we wanted to talk about on our show. Fabulous. Well, I'm always honored to do that and it's always a great opportunity. So let's, let's talk about it. <laughs> yes. Yes. So, um, we, you came out with a new book, uh, called Bulletproof. And yes. what I loved about your book, Bulletproof was how you talked about the importance of setting a routine. And in this time, a lot of people are at home. They're having a hard time with routine um, because there's a lot of other people at home that kind of get involved in their routine that they're not normally in. So how would you recommend giving strategies that people could use immediately for setting a strong routine? That's, that's a great question. And first of all, let's, let's emphasize how important it really is to have some routine in your life. Sometimes we think, you know, it's okay or it's a necessary evil, but it really is, uh, something that, that enriches your life. If you've got routine, rituals, uh, structure, discipline, all of those things, uh, actually lead to a greater degree of freedom. We say discipline is freedom because the more you can count on yourself to follow a certain set of, of strategies and techniques and, and whatnot, the more likely you are to know when you're on and when you're off, when you should be working, when you should be enjoying your family, um, and, and you're more efficient and you're more focused if you have some routine. And we should start our day with some routine, even if it's just making the bed. I was thinking about that. Because, because it's, it's that, that quality of um, discipline that, that will keep us going. So now, what do you do when you're home with the family and there's all kinds of people trying to monopolize your time? You start small. You know, maybe it is you make your bed, you brush your teeth, you maybe close the door and don't let the kids in until you've done three or four things. And you maybe make a list of what those things are. So it could be something very simple. Like, for example, the things you need to do anyway. You need to wash the dishes, let's say. Well, that can become a ritual that enriches your life if you become very focused while doing it. So my ritual is when I wash this dish, I'm doing it as if I'm bathing a child. Uh. Right? I put all my focus and all my attention on it. If my mind wanders, if somebody distracts me, I bring my attention back to that one thing because the act of maintaining ongoing focus will, will, will spin off in terms of my ability to um, keep a lighter heart, be, have a better sense of humor, be more patient with others, be more resourceful. All that stuff just comes from practicing 
disciplining my mind to be here now. Great. Um, yeah, I find that even with tasks that I have to do, because I have three children, so right. a lot of time I'll get three things going on from them, or I'll try to uh, be doing homework with one of my children, and then right. I'm trying to go back to my task, and then I'm like, I forget. And that was one of the things that I loved about in your book. You talked about the importance of being organized. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's hard, to, it's hard to get anything done if you're not. I mean, you're just working harder, right? It's, yes. If you've got some organization, and this is why, you know, I end up working with a lot of creative people, artists and, you know, and um, uh, actors and musicians and people who, you know, who have so much to give to the world. But if they're not organized, then the world is deprived of their art because yeah. it's like trying to paint a picture without having something to paint it on. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you can't do that. <laughs> That's not going to work. <laughs> Um, so one thing I loved that I found so interesting about you is I found that you had talked about how you experienced some anxiety and you had, um, you had gone through a bit of a depression when you first started this journey. And Mm -hmm. I just wanted to know, how did you turn that challenge into a positive aspect in your life with being where you're at now and also getting into hypnotism? Yeah, well, first of all, any negative, any, you know, struggle, any challenge that we face can and will, if we choose, uh, become almost like the springboard to the high, the next level of consciousness. So if you've got anxiety, if you've got depression, if you've got self-esteem issues, um, your, your journey is going to be learning how to observe those feelings, to watch them without getting pulled into them. Which, which is strength, right? You've got to be strong enough to stand here and watch what's going on inside of you without collapsing into it. So for me, that was really a big part of it. It was, you know, learning how to do mindfulness practices, how to meditate, how to get quiet, how to be in the moment and feel what I was feeling and feel and hear what I was hearing in my own head, but not collapse into it, not fall into it, but just okay. to become a witness to it. We, we, when we become... Uh, strong enough to witness our own thoughts and emotions rather than being drawn into them, uh, we begin to experience freedom. And then it becomes like a little bit of it goes a long way and a little bit of it will pull us along. And then that'll make us make better choices, which will pull us along a little bit further. And it's like, you know, like the, the teeth of gears, you just get pulled further and further along. Like, you know, you start with a thread and you pull the thread and the thread turns into the string and then the string turns into a rope and the rope turns into a cable. And now you can climb out of your misery. Yes. And it almost sounds like, like what we were discussing with our last question, the importance of having that routine. Like they, it's almost like they kind of go hand in hand because you have to practice it. That's right. I mean, if you don't have a routine and you're not organized enough to create the time for that, then you're going to forever be a victim of your own mind. And let's face it, if we're going to be a victim of anything, the worst thing to be a victim of is your own mind, because that's one thing that's not going away. (laughs) Yes. So um, I've seen that you also talked a lot about um, being able to meditate, too. And so I was hoping that you could share some techniques that we could use, maybe like two, three tips that we could use at home on how to meditate in such a noisy world. Because right now we're getting bombarded with text messages, you know, email notifications, and then you have your family at home. and. How do you find time for that? Like, what do you have? Well, it's a combination of it's two things. One is you know recognizing that the stronger and better and more practiced you are at it, 
the more you can stay focused despite the distractions. That's one side is like you've got to build up the necessary strength to maintain silence, inner silence, even in an outer noisy world. But then the other part is simultaneously you've got to prepare your environment to the best of your ability so that until you're strong enough, you're not like fighting an uphill battle. Mm, right. Okay. For example, you know, the pings on the phone and the Facebook messages and the emails and the tweets and this and that, that we can turn off, right? We, we actually have, there's an off switch on those things. We're reluctant to use that off switch, but the truth of the matter is that we can use it. And while we're using it, it's also valuable for us to recognize and to observe the anxiety that we feel when we turn it off. Ah. Right. It's like I turned it off and now like, oh, what if I'm getting a message that all that stuff, all that nonsense is just more of it's more distraction. And it's another thing that you can simply observe and then bring your attention back. So the techniques that I teach, which are very simple, are techniques of of becoming present or mindful or aware of what's going on right here, right now in this moment, not in your head, not the you know the things mm-hmm. you're connecting with your own nervous system. Uh, going off on auto on, on overdrive, but rather, what does it feel like right now, where my butt meets the chair? Right? Okay, it feels warm. It feels pressure. You know, what does it feel when my feet are on the floor? I could feel my socks. You know, I could feel um, a coolness of the floor coming up through my shoe, my socks. Uh, what do my palms feel like? They're a little, you know, a little sweaty, uh, a little tingly. You know, and so you begin to take an inventory of your own physical experience. And that's a very smart way to start meditating, to just sit quietly. And if a thought arises, you just say to yourself, that was a thought. And you bring your attention back to whatever you've chosen to focus on. So that might be um, like right now I'm wearing a hat. I could feel the pressure of the hat on my head. Um, maybe I you know, could feel a little itch. And, you know, to not just go and scratch every time you feel the itch to just notice it, just kind of observe rather than react. And the more you observe rather than react, the stronger you get at the art of staying focused. So eventually uh, you are able to do it in Grand Central Station. You're able to do it when the kids are screaming and fighting in the background because you're saying to yourself, you know what? I know there's a part of me that's trying to convince me that I've got to jump in and solve this problem. But it's not true. Like they're probably not going to kill each other. Right. <laughs> Probably not. Um, more likely than not, they're going to work it out themselves or they're not. And then you're going to eventually be able to deal with it. But for right now, in this particular moment, this is your time. And if it's your time, let's let's really dig in and let's just be present. Yes. And because then you'll learn how to be more patient. You'll have a better sense of humor. You'll learn to observe the way that your mind wants to run off and, and fix the problem that doesn't really need to be fixed. Yes. So we're, we're usually working against ourselves and we don't realize it because we never stopped to just watch it instead of being drawn into it. That's so true. It's always like we're thinking of the next thing that needs to be done or right. what's the next task that needs to be completed. And those things can wait. We just need to be able to take the time to think about our thinking and just take a minute and just relax. Thinking to, about thinking is a great, great uh, way of looking at it. I'm just, just to think about my thinking. And it, it, there, was, uh, there was a quote about that, that when people can't think about their thinking, they're destined to have very bad thinking. 
I love that quote. And and then and then the other thing you could simply do is really, you know, this goes back to being organized. Start writing more things down. Right. If you've got 10 things to do, what would you rather do? Would you rather have them kind of pressing on your brain kind of in the background when you're trying to do something else? Or you rather have them on a piece of paper. So if the thought arises, what's next? You could then say, it doesn't matter. I've got a piece of paper that's going to tell me. Yes. So you set up your environment in a way that supports your ability to be present, to be in the moment and to quiet down. Yes. Well, thank you, Dr. Steve, so much for coming on to our show. Um, our 15 minutes is up, but I just wanted to, again, thank you for coming on to our show. Um, from our viewers, uh, make sure you check out bestofsteve.com. You will get a free chapter of Bulletproof, and you can also purchase his book on amazon.com. Uh, again, thank you for coming to our show, and we will love for you to come back another time. You can. Absolutely. It was a great <laughs> pleasure being here, Melody, and invite me back whenever you'd like. Uh, you're awesome. Awesome. Thank you. You take care. Bye-bye. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. -bye. Bye.